The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Carmel Lassie Sports Talk Show. It is Monday. Monday morning out here in the valley. Could be morning. Monday afternoon, some places in the Midwest, East Coast, close to it, Cleveland, Ohio. Where? Cleveland, Ohio. It's on the map. Oh, it's on the map. It's on the map. It's located in Ohio. That's a newly found city, best I can tell. It's a new city, uh, championship city, some people like to call it. please. Please. Let's Let's not go there. You don't want to go there? there? No. Championship City, so you've won one in 54 years. That makes you Championship City? That's Kurt Felkeller. This is Dermot Roche (laughs) here on this beautiful Monday. Kwame is making his way, I do believe. I think he's still celebrating out uh, from, from a victory last night. Hey, I've got some breaking news, and we're journalists, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So breaking news, everybody, listen up. There's a new two-sport star in our midst that wasn't discovered until yesterday. (laughs) LeBron James is now playing soccer. That's right. You've heard it first here. LeBron James is playing soccer. Don't quote him on that. No, you can quote me. He is now playing soccer. I saw the best evidence of a soccer player in yesterday's game that I've seen in a long, long time when LeBron James went down in a in a bundle of laundry on the floor, howling out, grasping his wrist. <laughs> all The entire Cleveland Cavalier bench clears off yeah, to get him. the whole bench came out in the time. Bench, by the way, is that not a technical? No, not They left it. the bench area. There is that noted area for the bench. They went to the whole other end of the court, during a across timeout, half court. During a timeout or injury, per se, the team is allowed to leave the, they're allowed to leave the bench. And that's the I answer. know that they're allowed to leave the bench, but not their bench area. So I I'm think a sure. technical should have been called. Because it, it's just it's, saying. It's a lot of timeouts where you see guys come out on the court, like literally all the way out the court, just a high five. Guys run I'm all a, the way out the half court. I'm a bitter, so. I'm a bitter Warriors <laughs> fan. I'll admit it. But... So LeBron James, in all this agony of which I thought his career was over, as he, he laid in the fetal position on the floor, and he's got free throws to shoot. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, he, he summons the courage of a man known as Hercules. <laughs> Any other Greek figure that you can think of, that's what he summoned as he forced himself to the line. And somehow managed to make one of two free throws. Oh, the drama that took place <laughs> reminded me of Willis Reed. It was so impactful. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, he's, he's 
Well, you know he's he's prancing like Bambi. Well, you know he's up a well paid actor nowadays. Well, LeBron James. He yes, is. he is clearly he's a well paid actor. He's a good actor. Kia has really turned up his acting game. Kia, yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers. You know he signed a deal with Warner Brothers. Him Unbelievable. His, his crew. I I got to tell you, LeBron. I was a huge LeBron James fan before this series, <laughs> and I'm I'm reassessing my LeBron fan issue. I still respect him as the best basketball player on the planet, but I can't be a fan of a man who whines as much as he does. And then that soccer play yesterday of going down like he was shot by a 30-odd six. I, I've never seen – it just I, – I hate his flair for the dramatic. And then his post-game <laughs> interview, please. What? Doris had to be going, really? Really? <laughs> This is for you, Cleveland. Woo! He had to do it, Kurt. He had to. If no, you no, 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 no. I would never, I would never <laughs> betray myself, who I was as an individual, the hard work that he city. put in. Please. It was so theatrical. It was so staged. Hey, and if you agree with me, call in and help me out because Demery <laughs> clearly is looking at me like I'm I've, just saying, I'm, I think he's he's the biggest whiner in everything. He's just... I'm really dis. I, I'm excited for what he did on the basketball court. In fact, before we started the show, he was super freaking man in the last minute. Absolutely. I mean, he blocked shots. He made steals. He made shots. He. I mean, he made a free throw. He made. He made he a made free throw. Free throw. Somehow he made a free throw that no one else on, on earth could have ever made because that well, was not, the not that was the wrist. second coming of Jesus Christ right <laughs> not there. After wrist injury. <laughs> Tuck and roll on the floor. I mean, he hurt himself. And he's, and he made the yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hurt Kurt, himself. He had to make the best of the moment, Kurt. Oh, my God. You know. Give it up. Give it up. Where where we don't understand where sports is entertainment is I'm still old school, and I haven't grasped that theory. Demery has fully engaged Just, it and has accepted it, and I appreciate that. I'm terrible, though. I, I just, LeBron, please, pipe down, dude. Hey, man. This, this man had, just won a championship for Cleveland, Ohio. With a Cleveland uniform on that no one, no athlete has ever touched. No athlete probably would not even like to do, but he did it. And if he would have, if he would have handled do, himself do, do with moment. more dignity, do what you gotta do. I would have been a lot more respectful hey, of him. Do what you got to do, LeBron. Yeah, you, from LeBron the Entertainer. From little North Coming East, to Ohio, a stage near you. Akron, Ohio. <laughs> at the Improv in Tempe in July. Try that out. Don't forget to tip your cocktail waitresses. Well, he got to go to Tempe. He can't go nowhere else. <laughs> That's right. Congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Congratulations, Congratulations absolutely. Congratulations to Tyron Lue. Congratulations to Kyrie Irving, Mr. Big Shot. Hey. Mr. Su- is could he- you not have made an argument for him to be the MVP? Um, Without him in this series, they don't win. I get that, Kurt. But they don't win. I, it's LeBron got the Finals MVP unanimous because he led the whole series in points, rebounds, yeah. assists, steals, blocks. Wow! But that's like saying not turnovers. That's like well, he. I'll bet you he was close. He was close. Of course, he had the he, balls he had, in he his had hands. Have, he had to have more turnovers than just about anybody. But Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> And um, we'll get to him soon. We'll get to that, that other yeah. side. So I just, I, I know that all the stats say this, but I'm sorry. Kyrie Irvin, you are an assassin, my man. Mm-hmm. You are a killer. He made more big time, big moment shots than anyone else. 
by by a long shot, not even close. When he nailed that three, oh man, and that was great defense by Steph Curry. You know, and that's the other thing. Everybody says that Steph Curry is not a good defender. What he still had four or five steals again yesterday. Yeah, he pokes the ball away a lot. Where they are able to get him away is when you pick and roll on Steph Curry because he can't get through the bigger players. Right. So, I mean, that's the way he's to do good, it. He's not a good on-ball defender, but he is because Kyrie Irving definitely made sure of that. Oh. That's why they always put Klay Thompson on the best guard that they ever faced throughout the playoffs, Westbrook, Absolutely. Lillard. Yep. And then Kyrie, obviously we saw Klay on him for most of the playoff series. And then every time Curry got one-on-one with Kyrie, every time you said, like you said, they went on the pick and roll, they switched. Oh. Barbecue chicken for Kyrie Irving. That dude. Lighten, I mean, lighten Curry ankles up. Oh, I, I have become such a ama- And the way he handled himself after the game, Kyrie Irving, you have get, just gotten a fan for life because here's a guy that would take none of the accolades people are trying to give him. He kept turning it around and yeah. giving it to everyone else. Kyrie Irving, you and my mind now have gone from – from all-star to superstar, just by the way you handled yourself. He's a you, superstar. He's a superstar. Today, he is a superstar. Today. <laughs> and, and No, I think he has he has <laughs> launched himself into that because, again, the big moments, the big shots. That's what it meant. That's, yeah. That's, that's what you've got to do. When you're yes. a superstar, that's what you do. Kyrie, that's what you did. You are an assassin. You step up in big moments. You make big shots. You play the game consistently. You win. And, most importantly, you outplay that other star on the other team. And he did it for seven games. I think, I, you know, I, I do think he outplayed them. I think he Cleveland. He outplayed Curry. Yeah, yeah. For seven games, four I series. Think, I, but I think Cleveland did a great job defensively and offensively because, one, they were extremely physical with him. This is, again, where I lost a little respect for LeBron because he kept throwing his shoulder into Curry. Any chance he had going down court, he'd throw his shoulder into him. You big wussy. But <laughs> Steph Curry, I thought the team defense of what they did with him and made him work really hard on the on the uh, defensive end and then on the offensive end. Tristan Thompson. Yes. Wow. Huge piece. Wow. With him denying the ball to Steph Curry, here's a dude seven feet tall, 270, 280 pounds. Yeah. Tracking down Steph Curry. And, and it wasn't like he was fast enough to stay with him. It was just all guts, and he stayed with him. Mm-hmm. Cleveland did a, did a masterful job defensively. Schematically, I thought Cleveland was superior. Right. At the end, they stopped calling plays. Golden State stopped calling plays. They weren't running plays. I mean, that's Golden State basketball. Though. Yeah, but you know, normally that ball is moving so fast it around is. court when they're playing their best. Yes. Not when they're setting up for Steph Bayless out with a, with a ridiculous three-pointer where, again, he took a couple three-pointers. I'm going, no, 17 seconds on the clock, There's just that just doesn't make sense to right. me. And I get in, honestly, that's how Steph became Steph, Chef Curry, the Curry that we love to cheer him for because he would take, like Kevin Durant said, he, takes a, he makes a lot of bad shots. Yeah. That's why we get so excited. Him and Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson took one. Ooh, what, oh, it was like goodness. the beginning of the game. Was it early in the game? He was, yeah, he was and like three steps past the. He just half took court three dribbles and, and, and took it. I was like, what? The? But when he's yeah. when they're hitting him, I'm like, oh my god, these boys are the greatest shooters ever. So what happens with Clay Thompson when he only gets two shots in the fourth quarter? Once again, you hit it right on the nail. You hit it right on the head. They stop running plays. 
Yeah. They stop running plays on down picks to get this guy open. I mean, you don't even, you don't even have to run a play to set a pick to get your shooters open. Yeah. You're right. It was a lot of standing around. There was no picks being made. There was no offensive movement. There was no ball movement. Right. So in that case, remember, uh, was it the game before where Clay Thompson lit him up for yep. what twenty five points in the twenty six points in the first half? Yep. Fourth quarter, he had thirty five going into the fourth quarter. Took two shots again. Yeah. You can't let a guy like him just sit you idle. Cannot. I mean that that's like. You know, it, there's so much to say about this game. And, again, there's so much I I want to give accolades to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Kevin Love, plus 19 yesterday. Plus 19. <laughs> wow. He made a big difference yesterday. He did. He made a big difference. Uh, where he had disappeared, and he made a big difference. You, of course, have been are such a big fan of our boy Draymond Green that I can't stand. Yes. I And I was Let willing to concede to you as Let we were texting back out. and forth. <laughs> I, I was willing to concede that and say, you know what? If the Warriors do win, he is the MVP. Absolutely. And uh, even though he disappeared for three games, he would have been the MVP. And, and again, what was so cool about yesterday is that that game actually had interest all the way through it. Every other mm-hmm. game's really been basically a blowout. Blowout, boring. They, they haven't been real games. So, again, kudos to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. Representing the East. Jeez. They had such now an you easy hear time that of it. for the rest of the year. I know. I, that, that's what makes me sick. Representing the East, taking out the best team. One of the best teams in NBA history now. I think yeah. they now solidified themselves as... Maybe number, maybe top five seasons of all time. Maybe because still going seventy three and nine. I think you, you still got to get kudos to that. Oh yeah, you, you do. You still got to praise that. And the funny, the greatest part about last night, I'm looking at a bunch of tweets, a lot of memes coming through, and you're seeing the Chicago Bulls speak about. It. You see Dennis Robin tweet. Well, I guess the Bulls are still on top. Scottie Pippen, same thing. I'm like, wow. Y'all gonna oh. throw it in the face already? Isn't that like the Dolphins? That yeah, the NFL? exactly. exactly. You just go, okay, Mercury Morris, let's just pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part about it, I mean, they're they're absolutely right. They they've been hearing all season long. Oh, this team is finally better than the Chicago Bulls. We finally found a team that's better than the ninety five, ninety six Bulls. Yada yada yada. No, we still holding it down. We still we still got the crown. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother show. That is, but definitely, but. I'd love to tackle that at some point because, and something we'll get to on the other side of, of this segment is the U.S. Open where Jack Nicklaus oh, yeah. said there are more good players today in professional golf than ever before when you can look at, when he played, he goes, you know, there were four or five guys that could win. That was it. Mm-hmm. He goes, now, he goes, you've got 50, 60 guys that can win any week on the PGA Tour. It's that deep. I mean, we saw a guy finish in the top 10 who was ranked 624th. 624th in the U.S. Open. But Mm -hmm. that kind of ties me back to, I hate when we try to compare generation to generation. There's just no way you can compare the Chicago Bulls Mm -hmm. to the... You know, to, to the Warriors the or Warriors, to the Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers. I mean, I'm sorry, but look at Cleveland. What would they do with the uh, with the Bulls? I, I, Cleveland, 
listen, Cleveland is so much bigger than the Bulls were. Yeah. And you can't even talk about, remember how you were saying uh, LeBron James kept bumping Curry, kept yep. tagging him. Yep. Well, think about it, feels back in the 80s, early 90s, that's what, that's what you, you did. saw. That's yep. what you seen. I mean, literally, you saw a shooter just walk down court, just get beat up. Yep. Like during the timeout, during the break, during the uh, commercial. Right. I'm like, man, like watching Reggie Miller, the Jordan rules, when the Pistons yeah. did it to Michael. So when LeBron was tapping Curry, you have to do what you got. Like, I, th- you, that's always been going on no, in basketball. That the was clearly the rule of <laughs> but that was, the shooter, get in his head. But find nobody a way. does that. Nobody does that anymore. Well, you're not supposed to do that. Right. Cleveland came in with a strategy and stuck with it. And it wasn't just LeBron banging on on Steph Curry. I mean, it was everybody. Kyrie Irving, it was um, J.R. Smith. They were all banging on Curry as, yeah. as often as they could. Yeah. So You have to find a way to get to this. This team is unbeatable. Ooh. This season, the Warriors were untouchable. Every time when they, yeah. when they lined up against Cleveland on Christmas Day or well, my favorite matchup with them in OKC, you saw teams – literally playing their butts off against them, and the Warriors will still find their way to win. It's like literally, who is going to beat this team? All season, I'm thinking, who is going to beat them? Well, How? I, I think what Cleveland did was masterful from a strategy position. Psyche. You know, Lou doesn't get enough credit. Maybe he will now, you know, after the game, we'll figure it out because he devised a game plan that was a winner. He played physical. He took them out of their, their offense they made them a one-man or a one-on-one show rather than yeah. the team. When, when Golden State is playing the way they've played all season, which was team basketball, you can't beat them. So, but we'll talk more about that. We're going to jump to the other side. And, and we will talk more about there was another big sporting event, the U.S. Open Golf Tournament, yes. which, of course, lots of controversy in that as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome back in. About to hop into this second segment on this Monday, Championship Monday. Call me last to Sports Talk. Demi Lachey, Kurt Felt Keller in the building. Coming in something. Yeah, well, hey, his loss. He's still celebrating. He's he's you know no I think he's still he's still crushed his man crush on uh, Steph probably came to an end last night as well yeah oh I can't wait yeah you're right because this man been that's why man, he didn't show he, up he been sucking on Curry's neck since two years ago his neck yeah man if you don't calm down <laughs> well again I you got to give it to Cleveland it was a total team effort and uh, the move that that they made to put Ty Lue in charge of this team became apparent in these playoffs. Okay. What well, what was the biggest move of the season you think for the for Cleveland? Was I, it the Blatt move? Yeah. I, I think it had to be. They they were they were winning. Yeah. But they weren't playing great team basketball. And finally at the end, I think Tyron Lue, they I don't think anybody on that team, anyone on that bench had respect for Blatt. Do you? Um, not, not really. Not at all, I don't think. Not not really. I mean, I think the biggest reason is, and I see the difference, you see Tyron Lue, when he's pissed at LeBron, he'll let him know. Yeah, yes. Blatt was just letting LeBron run the huddles. You never saw that with Ty Lue. You never saw that. He wouldn't let LeBron run the huddles. He ran the huddles. That team came together so quick under Tyron Lue. Because remember when Blatt was in the building, it was literally they were winning ball games. They were still number one in the East, of course, because they're given talent. But Kyrie Irving and LeBron, you heard about the rumors. Yep. Kevin Love, you didn't know anything about what what's going on in his mindset. They thought he head, was going to be traded. His confidence, exactly. They were ready to get him. They were ready to ship him before David Blatt. Yeah, you get Blatt out the building. Team started to come together. You started believing in Tyron Lue. I think they believed in Tyron Lue since last season. I, I agree. I mean, when LeBron was saying things in the media, talking about how Lou used to save Blatt all the time. Right. This is Lou. Just throwing signs and signals at that standpoint. <laughs> how disrespectful <laughs> is that? <laughs> Calling him Blatt, period. That coach. Yeah. Now you see, I hear him say oh. Coach Lou. He just, he just said Blatt. <laughs> I mean, it's wrong on so many levels. So, so if you're Cleveland, what are you going to do this year? What are you going to do in the offseason? I mean, even during this series, we heard Kevin Love has got to go. We heard that from all the quote-unquote experts. Kevin yes. Love has got to go. Who was the first person that LeBron hugged last night? Well, that's because who was the first person to run on the floor in front of LeBron? Well, well, they were both on the floor at the same time, which was nice. But, right. but that, was not, that was not a contrived – you know, if I didn't want to hug that, that guy and they're right there, quick hugging and off you go. Yeah. They made out for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I swear, they made out for like 30 seconds there. Um, but I think, and I think, you know, LeBron, for as much as I want to bag him because of his theatrics and he's, he's a soccer player, he does know talent. 
he does know when people are making an impact and when he'll yell at somebody for like J.R. Smith for not taking a shot, mm-hmm. shoot, dude. That's all you do, dude. You don't do anything else yes. for us but shoot, so shoot. Yes. You know, Kevin Love, he isn't afraid to get in Kevin Love's face and tell him, hey, you need to do a better job of whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I thought he, again, the unsung hero of yesterday was Kevin Love. He was plus 19. Yeah. That's... He was impactful. He was on the floor. major impactful. He especially rebound, when it counted. Fourteen rebounds, nine points. His shot was off. He only took nine, but that honestly that didn't that doesn't matter. When you have a guy like Kyrie Irving, when you have LeBron James on your offensive end, you got a yeah. shooter like J.R. Smith, when there's yep. so much talent on that Cleveland off on offensively, just defend. Just had the yeah. best defensive game you've ever had. And I think he had. Especially on the pick and rolls throughout the series, they've been killing him. Killing him. But he didn't this time. It was in the last in the fourth quarter. You saw several pick and rolls where yep. Kevin Love had to man up, yep. and he defended well. He yep. made he he made Curry take a shot that is not a comfortable shot, but we have seen him make it. But that's the chances I'm willing right. to take. Right. Um, Tristan Thompson did a great job of that all series. I Tristan was, Thompson all all playoff long. I'm like, anytime Curry gets a switch on a big man, he's been eating everybody alive. Yeah. Ibaka, Plumley, whoever it may be. Right. He was eating these guys in the playoffs. Then Tristan Thompson comes. He was holding his own. I'm like, wow, Tristan, he's doing his thing. Kevin Love, not until game seven. So I, I need you to see him sit down and defend. I need you to comment then on the future of two players from Cleveland. Okay. Tell me about Channing Fry. Who is now? Okay. No, Channing Fry's gone. That was a big that was a big pickup during the season. It and was maybe number two. But didn't play <laughs> at all in the last games that meant anything. Um, which tells tells you a lot. But the reason that they could do that is because Tristan Thompson did what he did, but he's been he rode the bench the entire year. Who did? Tristan Thompson was no. basically he was basically the sixth man out when okay, they were yeah. running small yeah. ball. He was yeah. basically the sixth man out. Yes. Has his role changed going into next year? Absolutely. Bonafide bonafide starter. Okay. He already cut the check. He already got a nice paycheck going into this season. He was a free agent. Huge signed a big paycheck. deal. He's a bona fide star on that team. He solidified himself. If Kevin Love stays, him and Kevin Love will be the four and five position. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, he can play the center position in this NBA league, and now winning a championship is just going to grow his game even more. I think what he did to Steph Curry gave him value that Cleveland didn't know they had. Yes, we have a big man that can defend, but, and he did a great job of minimizing the floor. I know I'm not a, a basketball coach, but I do know a little something about basketball. Mm-hmm. When you take well, away... Indiana. Yeah, of course. That, <laughs> Hello. Just say it right there. Say it again. <laughs> uh, just the way he took away half of the court, because a lot mm-hmm. of guys like Ibaka tried to go man to man. Steven Adams tried to go like ISO line, straight line, belly, belly button to belly button, straight ahead. You cannot do that. That yeah. gives Curry the whole world to play with. Yeah. You shut down half of the world, you only have to do half your job. Right. You either make him penetrate and fall into another big man or LeBron James come from behind to block a shot, or he's going to take a shot with your hand immediately in his face. Yeah. He did a great job of that. Kevin Love didn't figure that out until the fourth quarter <laughs> to the last big roll. So Tristan Thompson, I mean, hat, hats off to you, brother. You, you did your thing, um, building a lot of confidence. Who's the other player? The, so Kevin Love. Kevin Is Love. he now more expendable or less expendable? Today, he's 
I think he's, he's the same. He's just as he was so at the beginning starter? of the season. Yeah, he's still a starter for the Cavaliers. You still have you, you can still start him. I I'm going shopping if I'm the Cavs. You're shopping him. I go shopping either for a draft pick. I'll, I'll send him to Boston. I'll send him to L.A. He's open. If hmm. I can get him out of here right now, who's ever going to take that contract? New York Knicks. Who, whoever want to pick it up? Let's let's talk about it. Let's do yeah. it. Give me give me some draft picks. We can still build around if if LeBron James wants to stay. If he does not, we got to get more talent in here because you can still win with Kyrie Irving, Tristan Thompson, that bench. You can still be effective they, in the East. I think even if LeBron leaves, if you get aggressive about Kevin Love, you can still win. Because if they, they ride with Love and LeBron's not in town, no way. They no way. They desperately need depth. Desperately, okay. I think. I think. Cleveland desperately. So I like your idea of taking Kevin. If you can get a few draft picks for Kevin Love, take it. But, again, when they were playing great, Kevin Love was playing great. Last night, he was plus 19 when he was (laughs) on the floor. And nobody's – that's a a playoff record. That is a playoff record to be plus 19 Mm -hmm. that Kevin Love was. But – and he was – so, like you said, he played great defense. He rebounded. He got in people's faces, which I've never seen this part of Kevin Love before. I've right. never seen that. And if he plays like that, I think he was able to play like that because Tristan Thompson is a beast. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute beast. So I, I think uh, Cleveland desperately needs some bench strength. And like you said, because they can't go out and buy some, some uh, high-priced talent they're going to have to build it through younger players, which I think they also need. So, yeah, they still, still awesome. need some young depth. The curse, awesome. the curse is lifted. The curse over Cleveland is lifted. They actually get to have some sunshine. This is big on me because I couldn't wait for that city to, to win a championship. Growing up, my whole family, parents and everybody's from Cleveland. And I make fun right? of Cleveland yeah. every year of my life, and I'm never going <laughs> to stop. Well, you guys never win championships. It's never sunny in Cleveland. It's always cloudy. True. And... I was a huge Indians fan in the 90s. Yeah. Omar Vasquez and oh, Alomar's, yeah. Kenny Lofton. Trust me, I was, I was there. Kenny Lofton was a stud. My goodness. That Cleveland team was the funnest team to watch in the yeah. 90s. It broke my heart. After that, I was like, forget Cleveland. I'm never rooting for my parents' teams. <laughs> just all Indiana teams from here on out. And it's so impactful to see them get this curse lifted off of them as a, I don't know, second-tier Cleveland, Clevelander, Ohio person next door. So it's it's huge. And the funny thing is, uh, talking, watching the game with my dad, I wanted to sit there. I'm like, mm-hmm. look, it's Father's Day. I want to sit with you, see your city win this championship. Yeah. He goes to me, I'm going for the Warriors. I'm tired, ah. I'm tired of this crap. He let me. He let my whole emotional spill. I'm like, Dad, I done picked Cleveland for you on the show, riding with them, talking about seven games for you. And you gonna tell me you you're picking the Warriors? <laughs> you started cheering for the Warriors. I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm done with everybody. <laughs> when, when you went to when you went to Kwame's? I wanted, yes, so I, I gotta, gotta I gotta get out I was of like, here. Yeah, I got you, you. done broke my heart. He was little cheering. He was like, no, I'm just tired of Cleveland, man. I'm just tired of him. Not I'm not a fan of LeBron for what LeBron did. Honestly, man, you I, you got to tip your hat off. I don't. Yeah, dramatic. How aside. he did it? How he did it? Yeah. No, I didn't like. I didn't like the whole step over of Draymond. 
But mentally, yeah. psychically, you got to physically there. psych out your opponent, and that filter would go to state. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know if anybody who's you know <laughs> six foot eight, six foot nine, two hundred and sixty pounds out of chiseled granite needs to worry about not intimidating anybody by just standing on the court. But <laughs> but I you know it was it was his antics that detract for me detracted from him because what he did to Draymond. And you know I am not a Draymond fan at all, right? But what he did to Draymond um, was so disrespectful, and that's why I actually was buying into your whole theory. If if Golden State won, I would have been on board with Draymond <laughs> being MVP because you know what, he's uh, he's a time bomb, but. But man, we they, get, he we plays with passion, of, and he yeah. plays with a lot of passion and hard work. We were giving him a lot of crap all season. Draymond, you, you're not very diverse, by the way. Very <laughs> diverse, deserved. <laughs> we were giving him a lot of crap, but now the season's over with. Now you saw the way Draymond, how impactful he is to that team, man. He, yeah. whether it's emotionally, whether it's his his mouth going. Bonkers while he's on the court, Malvin the, the yeah. other teams down, trying to get to their psyche mode, uh, building toughness out of his teammates. Where do you, where do you see Le, uh, Draymond Green at now? Now, what's your take on him right now? Again, I respect him. Uh, he, he and you're gonna hate me for this. I know. That's why I asked the question. He is. He's a. He's a Cam Newton to me in a lot of ways. Hmm. That. Unbelievable talent. Unbelievable talent. And then does some of the stupidest things one could ever do. I just don't understand. I, you know, again, I, Draymond you know, works hard. He plays hard. He just needs to quit doing stupid stuff. And maybe, maybe I've just got to get to the point where I can accept the stupid stuff with the great stuff. But I expect more out of him because mm-hmm. I think he's smart enough to realize the position of which he holds, which is you were an, a second-round draft pick. You, you were, you know, nobody really respected your basketball game Hell, at all. No way. And you've now proven yourself. But now pretend like you belong there. Don't, don't keep this, this chip on your shoulder of saying stupid things. Play with that chip. Don't talk with that chip. That's that's all I have to say to to Draymond. But he was he was absolutely amazing. I think another another factor within this series. In the fifth game, Bogut goes out injured. Yeah. Oh yeah. But for going Azili, I'm sorry, but Azili, that dude was lost. He got two blocks on him because he tried to lay it in. You're what are you seven foot eight yeah. and you can't just throw it down. You're right there <laughs> and he he's trying to lay the ball in. Yes. And then, I mean, defensively, he was just, he was a cluster. I, I'm just going, what are you doing? He was, without Bogut in there, and, you know, Bogut, Bogut is, is no juggernaut. I'm not saying that. Right. But when you know what you're supposed to do and you, you focus on what you're supposed to do, that's, you know your role. It's like Tristan Thompson. I loved what he said last night in the postgame. He said, listen, my role was to do the dirty. I'm supposed to get offensive rebounds. I'm supposed to do the putbacks. I'm supposed to play great defense. Yeah. That's my role. When when guys really figure out their role and they don't try to expand, and that's my problem with Draymond, mm-hmm. I think he tries to expand his role too much. Okay. But okay. 
Tristan Thompson, to me, gets it. He absolutely gets it. No ego in that dude. Mm-hmm. He's just going to knock you in the dirt, and he's going to play hard. And he out hustles. I mean, when he's guarding Steph Curry, he's just that's just nothing but want to. That is nothing but want to, and he did. I think Draymond has to do a little bit more than what Tristan brings to the Cavaliers just because Draymond can actually offensively run the show. Agreed. I mean, literally, like, you get him the ball. Last he brings night, the ball up. 32-9-15. and 15. Yeah. Draymond, he, facil- he facil- facilitates that offense. Once he gets going, yep. once he's penetrating, you know, it's the ugliest penetration in the NBA, True. but he's doing it. And he starts facilitating, uh, hitting that open, that next pass, that open shooter, getting the ball, rotating yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. That's Draymond's role. He's he's also on road to knock down shots. Even mm-hmm. though you you can't stand sometimes, he may airball them. But yep. when he's on and he's knocking down shots, that's look out. You know that's he, he is very impactful for the Draymond needs Clay and Curry. Just as much, I think, Curry and Clay may need Draymond. I think you're right. I think he's the spiritual leader of that team. He's the energy of that team. And, yeah. Without him, they don't have the energy. For a seven-game series. Now, regular season, you blame, obviously, the games go on. But for right. when the games really matter, Draymond bring, And yeah. you know what? They're undefeated when Draymond's on the court and either Clay's not playing or Curry's not playing. Yeah. That's how impactful he really carries his team and. He, he he got my respect even more throughout the series. He, he, he yeah. even said himself after the game, you know, he, he put it on, he felt like it's all his fault throughout the series because mm-hmm. of his stu- stupidity well, and his antics. In that, in that moment, honestly, you got to, hey. Hey. If a man put He's got to do what things, he's got to do. Yeah, if a man put his things over me, <laughs> that that's is the, the one. one. That, that's, but what led up to it, kicking Steven Adams and, all the kick emotions, yeah. that's what got you there, yeah. man. Think about it. No, I, I, I will completely agree with you there. And it was interesting how, again, I like the respect between the two teams. So it was, uh, it was definitely, what a great game. I'm, I'm just glad I saw the game. Great series, great game. We're going to check out here for our last break, though. And, but when we come back, I'm going to get on with, with the U.S. Open and talk about the controversy that was going on there and how another person who's had a major monkey on their back finally got that off. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. 
Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Wasn't this what you were singing on the way in through the door? It was. I know. You're a baller. It was. I I predicted it. I should have took it to Vegas. Yep. They celebrated in Vegas last night. You know they didn't I know. How about no that? Club. No. Who made that decision? Was that, who was that else, by Gilbert? Who makes all the decisions? No. Oh, LeBron said we're stopping in Vegas? Yes. That yeah, was a LeBron decision. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Of course that's a LeBron decision. Like last night was whole. It was all scripted. LeBron said he knew what was going to happen. He 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 felt he talked about it in the media. I dreamed of this moment, yeah. and you don't think that Vegas moment that was? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> While we're out on the West Coast, let's go to Sin City to top it all off. But <laughs> everybody on the plane now. Wow, I think that's pretty funny. But I think you're probably Jesus. right. You're probably let's right. Get out. Why would you celebrate in Oakland? be honest well no i no i'm completely i get that <laughs> where are we going in oakland so so if you're you're the traveling secretary for the cleveland cavaliers you are frantically trying to put together this event yeah i mean they had they had literally about an hour and a half to put together that event in in las vegas how cool is that but can you imagine the budget that they had oh you, you know you got you that. got gilbert just goes here's my black amex just <laughs> right Here's Just throw everything card. on here, and, and I'm going to go from here. Here's so. a black card. Oh, you know he was there. Oh, no, absolutely. No, and, and one of the other owners who looks like he sits in a tanning bed or something, who is the guy in the <laughs> – oh, my – he's a minority owner, but he was in every picture, and I'm just going, dude, you had not – get out of the way of the players. You know why he was, he was around? The, why? He's a minority owner. Yep. My, my own, minority owner's son was the one that got hit with the mouthpiece. Oh, sorry, <laughs> through. Perfect. Just, just Perfect. saying. Put it. Put it. I love that. Script it. Let's script this whole Cavaliers victory. You know, as I as I continue my man crush on Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. boy, he just sat in the background during all that celebration and stuff. And again, when yeah. they finally came to talk to him, he just pushed all of the accolades to everyone else. Yeah. I have become a major Kyrie Irving fan. Besides, I mean, when you're an assassin, you can rise up like that with good defense from Steph Curry. Rise up and mm-hmm. just—he just cold blooded knocked that down. Kyrie, man, he, yeah, he he <sighs> he out Steph, Steph. Oh, absolutely. He, that was a that was a Steph shot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Clock winding down, game winding down, big moment. <laughs> little crossover. I'm gonna shoot a three, and I'm not gonna take you to the hole. Crossover, step ball back, game. ball oh. game, championship. Yeah. Kyrie deserved that, man. He deserved uh-huh. that moment. This guy, think about it. You the number one player. You just get paid. You just yeah. got that big check. Yeah. He got drafted number one after LeBron, after the King leaves yep. town desperately, takes his talents to South Beach. It's up to you to bring us a championship. He did. And he went through the dog days. And he did. And then, of course, King comes back, or the chosen one comes back. Yeah. And Kyrie, now you got to take second fiddle. Like, wait a minute. I'm the one who's been here scrapping. I'm the one still making an all-star team that's making this team even relevant. Here's your moment, big dog. 
take it. And yeah. then he just sat back afterwards and was like, yeah. How cool is he? Just how cool. He's an assassin. That's all you can say about him. Does it everything, does all the hard work, and doesn't take any of everything. He did everything. He played great defense. He was just, he facilitated well. You know, Curry, too, is not a point guard. You know, we talk about who's mm-hmm. point guards and stuff, and I think you're right. Draymond Green is the facilitator of that team. Steph Curry is not a point guard. Right. He's not. He's yeah. not. Kyrie Irving is not a point guard. He's not. No way. It's, that offense goes through the LeBron James. In, yeah. And he, but Kyrie Irving makes the plays that need to be made. And again, I still believe, even though statistically LeBron was everything, I think it's Kyrie Irving, in my mind, and will always be, mm-hmm. the MVP of that series. And I, I just, props to you, dude. Congrats you just, uh, you did it all. And you talked about how Jack Nicholas was talking about the U.S. Open field and how it's so much talent. You could definitely say that about the NBA. Yeah. I think nowadays, back in the 80s, it was just always the Lakers-Celtics. Why? What do you think? Why do you think it was always the Lakers? Because all the talent. Talent was there. Was, you had Hall of Famers versus Hall of Famers. Yes. I'm like, well, let me look at the other teams. No Parrish way. Parrish McHale, Bird, Dennis Johnson, Worthy, Jabbar, Magic Johnson, uh, Cooper, Cooper, Scott. Scott. I mean, that Walton. These, these guys are all Hall of Famers, like you said. <laughs> and now you see it all across the board. And I think you're, that you're absolutely right. I think the NBA has more talent than it's ever had. Right. And everyone's saying, "Why they don't have these big bruisers? You got to beat these guys." No, we don't. We don't have to pay those guys anymore. No. Sorry to the Charles Oakleys of the world. We're no longer going to see you around. We may have one or two, yeah, Bismack Biombo, but it's we don't need you. We yeah. it's it's so much talent now. You have to have the top talent to play in the NBA. Yeah, U.S. Open, U.S. Open. Want to be a baller? You you want to be a baller? You want to be an assassin? Be a baller. Be Dustin Johnson. How cool? For the weekend, right? For, oh, dominated the weekend, right? How cool was he though? I mean, so. Here's here's the big controversy. So on the fifth hole, yes. he's putting downhill from three and a half feet, misses the putt. It runs by about four and a half feet because the greens are running at like 15. Mm-hmm. So they're ultra, ultra fast. He sets up for his par putt on number five, and he goes and he takes a couple practice strokes, and before he puts his putter behind the ball, the ball tilts backwards, which means it went downhill, which he was putting back up the hill. Mm-hmm. And in the infinite wisdom of the USGA, they look at this on film and they say they think his practice strokes wow. off to the side yeah. caused the ball to move. Okay, I'm not, I'm not Sir Isaac Newton. I'm not Einstein. I'm not Sir Isaac. But I'm going to tell you that the law of physics does not allow that to happen. The greens are running out of 15, which are insanely fast. It's like putting on the top of a marble you know, island in your kitchen. You're not going to stop the ball. And it, it moves because mm-hmm. it's going downhill. Mm-hmm. And they say it's because he caused it to move from six inches away where he's taking his practice strokes and he's not even touching the ground. You got a penalty for that, right? So, so But this is what makes it worse. Okay. The referee assigned to the group in the U.S. Open, your last few groups have have a have officials some, there some watching officials, you play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He comes over and says, "What happened?" <laughs> and 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 um, 
you know, Dustin says the ball turned back about a quarter turn. I didn't cause it to turn. Lee Westwood jumps in immediately and said he did absolutely nothing to make that ball mm-hmm. move. Right. The referee goes, okay, just replace it to where it was and putt on. No penalty, no nothing. You're okay with that? You're That's okay with... That's the way with... it's supposed to be. Okay. You... You've got an official... You've, you've got an official yeah, right yeah. there. Official made the call. And he yeah. makes the call. In the infinite wisdom of somebody grandstanding at the USGA, they decide to look at it closer on video, and all the video to me did was verify exactly what had happened. Mm-hmm. He's taking his practice strokes off to the side. He goes, moves his putter behind the ball, but has not grounded it. Hasn't it is still an inch away from the ball, and the ball tilts back because it's going downhill. Mm-hmm. Well, no shit, Sherlock. That's going to happen. Oh, man. That so freak me out. So, so this happens on the fifth hole. On the twelfth hole, yeah. they approach Dustin Johnson. They say, hey, by the way, we've been taking a look at the video. We may be assessing you a one-stroke penalty. What? We may. Why are we on the twelfth hole? And now we're on the twelfth hole. So seven, so holes, seven holes ago. After, after the official already told them, no harm, no foul. Replace it, putt it out, which he did and made the putt. So, and they're going to tell him, we want to take a look at this after the round. So he's got to play 12 through 18. So a third of his game is still needs to be played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's got to figure out, am I going to be assessed a stroke penalty or not? This is on my mind. This is on my head while I'm still finishing up on the how back sh- nine. How wrong is that? With the back nine that? coming up. How wrong is that? Oh, my goodness. I mean, you just and if you're going to make a decision, congratulations, DJ, on winning that. Make I'm, I'm going to call him DJ. Oh, absolutely, I and, can call him that. Um, yes, you can. You guys are tight. We know we know each other. That okay. I just know his wife. The game Paulie. of golf, from my little experience, I do have the game of golf is the most mentally challenged game I've ever played in my life. To knock this guy, you said on the fifth hole, and they don't tell him to the twelfth. That's seven holes ago. That can mentally just, I mean, even that shot on that fifth hole, when you see the ball, you, you're timing it, you're practicing. Absolutely. You're doing your practice swings. You're doing just what every golfer does. In, yes. Anywhere. So when it's time to hit the ball, you see the ball move, that would throw me off. Like, oh, my yeah. God, I didn't practice it. But now you set the ball back. Now you get to, you got to go back doing it. And then, like you said, seven holes later, you hear about this. Not only that, but but the official made the ruling was was there Why and watched it all. Why am I thinking about what I did seven holes ago? Now, why are you going to make me think about Get this? Get out of my yeah. face! Let's and I'm in on. a tight tournament. I'm in the back nine, right, of the U.S. freaking Open, right. And it's showtime. What are you and doing? You're, to you're me? DJ, and and you've had <laughs> some weird stuff happen in U.S. Opens before. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Last last year, three jacks from four feet. That would have sent, would have would have won the tournament for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then five years ago at a PGA, where people are standing around, he grounded his club on the dirt, which they said was a bunker. But people were already standing on it. There were cups and bottles by his ball. He he didn't move. Right. But they called a they called a uh, penalty on that too for grounding his club, so a two shot penalty, and he lost in that one. Mm-hmm. So he's had some major challenges in, in major tournaments. So, DJ, you saved the USGA from themselves mm-hmm. by, as you said, he steps up on 18. 
He stripes a drive longer than anyone else all day long down the middle on 18. He's 147 yards out, oh, pipes wow. a little pitching wedge to, to five feet. There's only been one birdie on that hole the entire day. Right. He pipes it to five feet, rolls in the birdie putt, where now it doesn't matter. It, and the USGA decides to assess him the penalty shot of anyway. Because he, he did the birdie. Well, you know what? It, that's what scares me is that they waited until the end when it was all over. I mean, DJ did the right thing. He didn't argue anything. He said, fine, go ahead and assess me the penalty. Yeah. So now it was 400 instead of 500. Fine, whatever. Yeah. But I, I oh, just. That's big time play right there. That's, that's, that, that's, that's, that's Kyrie Irving-like. That's, that's clutch moment right there for you. Honestly, if I'm playing a game and you all are talking about assessing the penalty, don't tell me until after the 18th hole. I don't need to hear a damn thing about this. Right but now. why are they going back and second guessing? They don't want him to win. The rules official. Uh, they don't want Dustin Johnson to be, I'm telling be the you, winner. DJ is the bad boy of the PJ Tour because, you know, Paulina, you looked <laughs> awesome, but next time, don't wear something like that. You, <laughs> she reminded me of Ricky Fowler's girlfriend last year at the uh, Players' Championship. <laughs> She's wearing this long t shirt, in essence. Yes. And, yeah. you know, thank goodness she's got the body to pull it off, but I'm sorry, a little too much. Yeah, keep your blankets at home. Paulina Gretzky, who is just stunning, awesome. I mean, it was a wonderful moment for all of us, except I was a little embarrassed for her. But she had a nice thong on, which was cool. Um, <laughs> and you could see that. That's the thing. She's wearing this hey, white Kurt. T-shirt, this tight white T-shirt. She's got the button wheels to pull it off, but yeah. she's wearing this tight white T-shirt. I'm going, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It, so, DJ, you're right, is the bad <laughs> boy of the, of the uh, PGA Tour because he was, you know, took some time off to fix his Coke problem, and, and, uh, but, but has been so close, win. always considered so much talent, but not really making it happen. I was very excited for him, as you said, but... That was that was Kyrie Irving esque mm-hmm. to uh, to deal with all that drama for six holes, and then stripe that drive down the middle, nail that second shot within five feet, and actually make the birdie putt. So it didn't matter what was going to happen after that. I, I could imagine it being on just anyone else at that moment. I mean, I know all golfers; they're mentally just just tough, yeah, tough as nails. So. Even the Spieths or the Miguel Roy's, the Fowlers of the world, yep. the Jason Days. I mean, I could see them in that moment still playing throughout. But still, just to hear that, man, just to just to go through it, that, that's tough. The outrage by Tiger and McElroy and oh, Jordan Spieth. Everybody's going, "Are you kidding me? How do you do this to somebody?" Right. And and how do you how do you come up even after all the videotape? How do you decide that he caused the ball to move? It right. just makes me sick. Don't ruin the game. Oh. Don't ruin the game of golf. Please don't. Ruined a great Father's Day almost for DJ, <laughs> but he came back right. and it was great that he had his son with him and and uh, his wife Paulina. Please so. don't ruin the game of golf. Please don't. Yeah. Speaking of golf, we'll have to pick that up sometime during this week and this this uh, hundred hundred and hell temperature oh my week. Goodness. But uh, we're going to be, we're out of here. Yesterday was disgusting. But yeah, we do got to get out of here. Got to get out. Appreciate you all tuning in today. We will be back once again tomorrow on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. We will present another live show. Thank you all for tuning in with Demi Lachey, Kurt Feltkeller. 
don't forget to go out and have fun today. We out! Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>